0: Welcome! You are listening to SIB Life Church Sermon Audio Podcast. If you would like to know about SIB Life, including our online service time, you can join us online at SIBLife.my. You know, church, as of the recording of this sermon, there are already 1 million, more than 1 million, in fact, people have been infected by the the virus. About 53,000 people died, but thankfully about 210,000 people recovered. As I observe the news day by day, the number of victims are rising by the thousands. But the stock market and the oil prices are tumbling down. Uh, It's scary, yes, and makes a lot of people are very worried, um in fact why even we need to have this lockdown in fact uh, i read the news there are at least about three billion people on planet earth are uh, uh, under this lockdown whether it be partial lockdown or the full lockdown uh, why you know and there are people they don't even obey the mco but why are they doing that you know i want you to know church that the virus does not discriminate Virus And in fact, the scientists initially were saying that only the elderly folks will be more easier to get infected by the virus. But you know what? They are getting more and more young people actually infected by the virus. I I read the news, uh, it says in New York, for example, in New York, there are one in five, one in every five uh, that infected by the virus are actually below the age of 44 and that is young man that is young and and the news tells says that people are scared you can see from their faces they are scared uh, there's so many uncertainties uh the paranoid everywhere there are phobia of this and that and and in fact many people are saying that is this going to be a new norm what is happening around the world uh the way how we how we how we deal with things you know and in fact many experts have uh, predicted that there will be many kinds of new norms that are going to happen post this COVID uh, virus, a uh, crisis, and as I was reading the news, it made me think and reflect uh, more and more, uh, especially as I observed the rise of this outbreak uh, that is really shifting greatly the, the entire world, how, how, how we see uh, life and death. You know and, and many questions really running through my my head and in fact on, on the Thursday just few days ago uh, I've addressed one of the very difficult challenging important uh, questions about uh, the question about why does God allow suffering and if you have missed that uh, because you didn't join that life life group session uh, please ask from your life group leader and get hold of that idea teaching on that topic and I hope those of you who join you have been blessed and let us know how have you been blessed by the session. And I spoke a little bit about death, and not just death, but premature uh, death. A lot of young people, you know, and and things like that. And so today, I want to continue to talk a little bit about that, uh, something like a part two for uh, what we did on Thursday. And so before I start, Uh, To speak to the sermon. I want to show a a, a short clip which I've discovered uh, some years back uh, From YouTube and I want to show this this clip is an advertisement uh, of a certain product which you will see later And it's a very interesting clip which from there. I want to pick uh, What I want to speak to you uh, this morning, so let's watch the clip together Seriously, isn't it true that life is short? Well, the good news is that, well, not play more like what Xbox says, the good news is not play more, but the good news, life is short, the good news is that you're not alone. I am not alone. Everybody in this world, life is short. Nobody can guarantee how long we will live. Nobody can guarantee how many years we will live. And... We will grow old, but some people can't even guarantee they're going to grow old or not. They grow, we will grow weak. Maybe we will, there will be sicknesses, disasters may happen. You know, one moment we can be healthy, the other moment that, you know, something happened to us. You know, nothing in this world is guaranteed except death and decay. Kematian dan kemerosotan kita hanya yang guarantee. You know, the other day I went to buy uh, thermos. And uh, why? Because I want to discipline myself to drink more water and drink not just water, but warm water. Because I heard that uh, if you drink warm water, it can kill the virus. I mean, just kidding, all right? Just kidding. And so I actually bought this uh, 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 Temos way before MCO happened. Uh saya pergi ke penjual itu and uh, I bought this thermos at the time. I asked him, uh, how, how many years of warranty? Uh, of this thermos and he looked at me and he said that lifetime warranty and so i said serious lifetime warranty uh then i asked uh, whose lifetime my lifetime or the thermos lifetime now you see you think about it for a while uh do we realize that actually lifetime warranty products doesn't guarantee that we will have the lifetime to enjoy the lifetime warranty of the products. You know, uh, why because tomorrow I can die, and how am I gonna enjoy the lifetime warranty of the products, you know? Because life is short, and life is fragile, and one minute we can be healthy, the other minute we are gone, you know? And nothing can, can be certain except death, um, in fact, you no. Know? And so even as this whole world today that we are, we are facing now, uh, death more vividly, uh, especially we look at the whole virus outbreak, today I want to prepare us, I want to help us and prepare us to have a biblical perspective about life and death, a biblical perspective about life um, and death. So we're going to turn to uh, 2 Corinthians, Fasa uh, Corinthians, uh, Ampat, chapter 4. Uh, verse 16-18. to Alright? If you have your Bibles, kalau kamu ada Alkitab, uh, kita lihat Alkitab sendiri. If you don't have, I will put it on the screen. Uh, both uh, Bahasa Inggris, BM pun ada di atas screen, but I encourage you to open your Bibles. Alright? So, ayat ke-16 berkata begitu. Ini tulisan oleh Rasul Paulus. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, or decaying. In, in uh, another word for it, kita. Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. Ayat 17. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Ayat 18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You see, church, our body decays, merosot. Well, you can probably slow it down by, with biotech, uh, but you can't stop it. Tidak kita boleh berhentikan tubuh kita merosot, all right? We can stay healthy, yes, but we cannot avoid accidents. We cannot avoid disasters. We cannot avoid diseases. You see, when we don't have the right perspective of life and death, uh, we will be devastated uh, when disaster hit us, hit our loved ones. We will be devastated. You see, church, yes, our body is dying, our body is decaying, but we have something that outlives the mortal body, what Paul says. Kita ada sesuatu yang, yang hidup jauh, lebih uh, lama daripada... Uh, tubuh kita yang uh, uh, dalam tubuh kita ini yang yang sedang merosot, you know, something that's immortal, sesuatu yang yang abadi, something that's unseen with carnal eyes, uh, tidak boleh kelihatan oleh mata, something that's eternal, uh, not temporary, yang kekal, and that's what we should fix our eyes on. What is that? Eternity. That's what Paul is trying to tell us. Paul continue to tell us. The why, kenapa, and the how, bagaimana we should fix our eyes on the unseen, which is eternity. So, after we finish reading the chapter 4, then he continued on in chapter 5. Kita lihat 2 Korintus, fasal 5, ayat 1. 2 Korintus, 5, ayat pertama. Kerana kami tahu. In the English, says for. Kerana. In fact, that word means the reason why we should fix our eyes on what is unseen. So, what Paul is going to tell, you, tell us is that uh, kenapa kita harus tetapkan mata kita kepada sesuatu, uh, perkara yang tidak kelihatan right, oleh mata. So, and he says, karana kami tahu bahawa jika kema tempat kediaman kita di bumi ini dibongkar Allah telah menyediakan suatu tempat kediaman di syurga bagi kita suatu tempat kediaman yang kekal yang tidak dibuat oleh tangan manusia. Verse 2 Selama kita di dalam kemah ini, kita mengeluh kerana kita rindu mengenakan tempat kediaman syargawi di atas tempat kediaman kita yang sekarang ini. Verse 3 Sebab dengan demikian kita berpakaian dan tidak kedapatan telanjang. Verse 4 selama, Sebab selama masih diam di dalam kemah ini, Kita mengeluh oleh beratnya tekanan. Karena kita mau mengenakan pakaian baru itu tanpa menanggalkan yang lama. Supaya yang fana itu ditelan oleh hidup. Verse 5. Tetapi allah yang justru mempersiapkan kita untuk hal itu. Dan hal yang menaruniakan roh kepada kita sebagai jaminan segala sesuatu yang telah disediakan bagi kita. Verse 6. Maka oleh kerana itu, hati kami sentiasa tabah. Meskipun kami sedar. Bahawa selama kami mendiami tubuh ini, kami masih jauh dari Tuhan. Verse 7, sebab hidup kami ini adalah hidup kerana percaya, bukan kerana melihat. For we live by faith, not by sight. Verse 8, tetapi hati kami tabah dan terlebih suka kami beralih dari tubuh ini untuk menetap pada Tuhan. And verse 9, sebab itu juga kami berusaha baik kami diam dalam tubuh ini maupun kami uh, Dia di luarnya supaya kami berkenan kepadaNya. Verse 10. Sebab itu kita semua harus menghadap takhta pengadilan Kristus supaya setiap orang memperoleh apa yang patut diterimanya sesuatu sesuai dengan yang dilakukannya dalam hidupnya ini baik ataupun jahat. Is see what Paul is trying to tell us? Dia memberi kita itu sebab reason. Alasan why we should fix our eyes on the unseen Not on the seen. What is unseen not on the scene, Fix our eyes upon that you know, which, is, which is by itself is like an oxymoron How can your eyes be fixed on things that are unseen? That's what we're learning today, alright? So what, 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 why, why we fix our eyes on the unseen? Because we are meant to live for eternity not for just the present, but we are meant to live for eternity. So you don't get distracted or troubled, Gangu uh, dan juga khawatir by what is temporary, only perkara yang sementara. Why? Because this earthly body can just go anytime. It happens. Like what is happening right now in the world it can go just anytime like that. It's decaying every day. But the good news is that this body, it doesn't matter where, will it, which time will it go, will you go, young or will you go old? It will be transformed. Akan ditransformasikan, uba into a glorious eternal body. Suatu tubuh yang yang dimuliakan. Based on the word of God. Uh, when? On the day of resurrection. Para hari kebangkitan. This is a promise of the word of God. So church, yes, life is short. But what I want to speak to you today, the title of my sermon, is that life is short. Therefore, what must we do? We must live eternity now. Life is short. Not when only we go to heaven, only we start living eternity. Not when masa hari kebangkitan, only we start to live eternity. But what Paul is trying to teach us is that life is short, but we got to live eternity now, today. In verse 5, ayat kelima, let me just read again. I'll read it in English this time. It says, Now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God. That means the one who has prepared us, fashioned us, that we are meant to live for eternity is God, who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Guarantee what is to come. Um, I like Sasuka. I like what Eugene Peterson uh, uh, he, the way how he translated and rephrased in a, in a very beautiful way of understanding this verse, uh, the message version of translation. This is what he says, The Spirit of God whets our appetite by giving us a taste of what's ahead, a taste of what is ahead, which is eternity, and he puts a little of heaven in our hearts so that we'll never settle for less he put a little of heaven in our hearts a little of eternity in our hearts now so that we will never settle for what is lesser than eternity that we are happy with the temporary and we forgot the eternity we forget eternity you see god has deposited eternal eternity into the temporary all right so for paul bagi paulus Uh, Surga itu bukan saja suatu destinasi, tapi surga adalah suatu motivasi. For Paul, heaven is not just a destination, but heaven is a motivation. See, when Paul thinks about heaven, he would live eternity on earth. Uh, He looked towards the heavenly city and he governed his life, he lived his life by eternal values. So yes, life is short, for many people, life is short. Let's eat, drink, and be merry. Let's enjoy life, you know. But for, for some people, they always say, life is short. No time. Uh, the irony is that with technology, everything will go faster, but we still can say we have no time. But Paul, for Paul, life is short. And for him, he must live eternity now. And the question, of course, how do we live eternity now? Let me share with you three things this morning, all right? Number one, how do we live eternity now? Bagaimana kita hidup kehidupan abadi masa kini, sekarang, persoalannya. All right? Number one, have an eternal perspective. Memiliki perspektif yang kekal. Have an eternal perspective. 2 Corinthians 4.18, he says this. So we fix our eyes. Not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Memperhatikan yang kelihatan, tidak memperlihatkan apa yang kelihatan, melainkan yang tidak kelihatan. Why? Since what is seen is temporary, karena yang kelihatan adalah sementara. But what is seen is eternal. Sedangkan yang tak kelihatan adalah kekal. So, we fix our eyes on what is unseen an eternal perspective. We have been studying collusions. And I want to pick again Colossians 3, ayat 1 dan 2, apa yang di firman telah katakan di sini. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. In other words, now we are living in Christ. Kita hidup dalam Christus. Sekarang, set your hearts on things above. Carilah perkara yang di atas, above, means eternal. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Where Christ is in our refuge, which is heaven. Alright, so the... Uh, I put a bracket there, eternal. It represents eternity, all right? And then it says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. di atas, bukan yang di bumi. You see, the word set uh, in BM charila is uh, it means to seek, to crave. Ada kelaparan adanya, kehausan, you desire, you pursue. Things that have eternal values, not temporal vain. Don't get distracted, church, nor overwhelmed by what is temporary. Especially when things are uncertain. We are so uncertain here and there. We are so distracted and caught by the uncertainties. Uh, will I be infected or not? Will I lose my job? Will I, will I, what if I have no more money? You know, you become fearful. The more we focus on the temporary things, the more. We will become fearful, you know. How do you have an eternal perspective in that sense? All right. So well, let me tell you. Paul says in two Corinthians five verse seven. Ayat yang kita sudah baca tadi itu. He uh, faith, not by sight. You live by what is unseen, tidak kelihatan, not by what is seen, tidak hidup oleh apa yang kelihatan. The verse that very strongly tells us, yang mengajar kita adalah dari Ibrani, Hebrews eleven verse one ayat pertama pasal 11 Ibrani. It says this: being sure. What is faith? Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Can you be? Can you imagine that 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 what it means that you are certain or you don't see? That means that when we look around us. Things are uncertain that we are, we can see those things around us and full of uncertainties. That means we, we, we cannot have certainties. Tiara capacity everything is just like so fluid. Things are falling apart, you know. These are things seen, temporary, sementara. But what Paul is going to say is that you must set your eyes on things unseen. You can be sure, certain of what you cannot see. You see, the enemy works very hard to make sure that we focus on the temporal things. Mangangu Gita distract us, discourage us by what is seen. The perils of life, even the pleasures of life, can be something that distract us. You know, the the COVID issue distract us in a sense. You know, I want you to think of something with me for a while. Peter, we you know about Peter, Petrus, dia di atas air. He walked on water, Peter. Right? Not just walking on water, you know, Peter. Peter was walking on miracles. He was not just walking on water, he was walking on miracles. Know, anybody have walked on water before. Nobody, tiada orang pernah berjalan di atas air, kan? But you know why he can walk on water, kenapa dia dapat berjalan di atas air, because his eyes was set on the eternal god himself tuhan yesus christus not on the temporary the temporal things which is the wind angin, and also ombak the waves his eyes were set on jesus the eternal god that is why that's, that's why he could walk on water he could walk on miracles but the very moment he got distracted by the temporal things, by the wind, by the waves. And you know what happened to Peter? Dia tenggelang, he sank, you see? So, you see, why are we struggling? Like, we are drowned? Is because our eyes were so distracted by the temporal things. You know, uh, some time ago, many years, I think, I can't remember how many years ago, um, Anne uh, had a... Um, she was hospitalized, she got some problem with her liver. Uh, so, one week hospitalized, Satu minggu, and then came back out and then went in again. It's almost a month in and out. Uh, the enzyme shoot up very high, and we know that when your liver enzyme is too high, it's not good. Uh, and because the liver enzyme was so high, she got fever, uh but when she is really having fever tapi in, dalam dia inside is cold uh, uh, sejuk uh macam tulang pun rasa tu sejuk and and when she was in the hospital three layers of blanket tiga lapisan itu itu uh, 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 blanket for her couldn't f- couldn't could, couldn't even keep her warm you know the doctor couldn't find the reason kenapa the cause uh why uh, the liver enzyme is so high and, and the doctor said, we, we got no medication, that do ubat uh, for that, you know. Just wait for the enzyme to drop. Now, how many of you, that is quite serious, you know. Couldn't find blood tests, couldn't find what's, uh, what's the cause of it. She can't eat, you know, and uh, you even eat biscuits, she will warm it up, you know. And uh, probably that is the longest weeks in her life, you know. Now, some of us here, you say, Pastor, uh, uh, I probably have battled uh, I've been through ten times bigger than what uh, probably Anne uh, went through, you know uh, but you see as far as Anne and myself is concerned, uh, those times when we went through it that was really the biggest moment uh, uh, like challenge uh, of our lives. Why because Anne was just not bat- battling with physical illness. and was actually battling with spiritual intimidation as well. See the enemy will try to use our physical condition to bring down our spiritual foundation. It will challenge our spiritual foundation when our physical condition is in a, a war, you know. Uh, that you begin to ask questions. You begin to doubt, probably. You begin to ask questions you never asked before. God, are you real? God, do you really care for me? God... Uh are you sure you are here with me? You believe in a miracle, but the miracle never come. And in fact, Anne, uh after the whole incident over, she told me, uh, in fact, she said she felt that she thought, in fact, she said she said, I thought I was dying. She said uh, You know, she thought she really that's it for her life, you know. So the question is, did we pray? You say, Pastor, did you pray? Yeah, did we pray? Never as much. Did we trust God? Never has strong, even stronger. How, how do you go on praying for miracles? You ask the question. When you are in that situation, you are almost like hopeless. Doctor tells you that no, you can't. You you there is no medicine for that. And and day after day, the fever cannot come down. And we realize that we can't uh, really pray for miracles as long as we are still having a temporary perspective, you see. But when we begin to shift our perspective to see things in eternity, I live by faith, not by sight, begins to make sense. Living by faith, not by sight, begins to make sense. So and pray pray, uh, and she felt, she, the Lord reminded her, Master um, Jesus di Taman, Gethsemane, and uh, Jesus was wrestling with Father God. Uh, in Luke chapter 22, if you go back and read Lucas Lukas, he said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup uh, from me. Because Jesus was struggling, you know, at that moment. And not, but the, the best part, next part he says that, yet not my will, but yours be done. And at that point, Jesus decided that he will endure the suffering. Melalui, uh, itu. So, after he made that prayer, immediately, the Lord Saint and uh, Angel came and ministered uh, to Jesus. So, when the Lord revealed that to Anne, at that same posture, God ministered to Anne. And then God spoke to her, 2 Corinthians uh, 12, 9, My grace is sufficient for you. For my power, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. My grace for you, and is sufficient. And my strength, when you feel weak, my strength is made perfect when you are weak. You see, church, most important thing that God told Anne is this. He said, it is not the removal of the suffering, Anne, but it is the receiving of God's grace. Can I repeat that? The lord told and it is not about what is most important and it's not about removing your suffering but it's about you receiving my grace the lord said you know and he said this to end if i will give you the miracle of healing now you will not remember my grace if i will give you the miracle of healing now and you will not remember how precious is my grace that see you through this moment of suffering you know on thursday night if you remember when i shared with you on uh, the topic on why does god allow suffering I, I make a very important statement i say the paradox is that we experience god's love the greatest when we are going through sufferings kita mengalami jauh, lebih besar kasih dia adalah apabila kita mengalami kesengsaraan, kesusahan. Why? Because when we see sufferings through the cross of Christ, then we will see the pain that we have today is not the end of it all. We can see hope. Because why? God's grace, because of what Jesus has done, has done on the cross for us, God's grace will last god's grace is eternal the pain is just temporary so anne endured that moment that weeks of uh, up and down the fever and in the end the lord just healed her completely and that journey seriously no money can buy because she has really been through the most beautiful grace of god that she has ever experienced you know church to live eternity now is to live by faith, not by sight. Focus on God's eternal purpose, not the temporal pain. You know, let me tell you something. If you are praying for a miracle, I don't know what you're going through. Maybe you are worried about the whole COVID thing, maybe you're worried about your job, your family. I really seriously don't know what you're going through. But let me tell you this when you are praying. I'm praying for a miracle and it's not happening. I trust that it's not because God is powerless, but it's because God is purposeful. God's power is always manifested through His purpose. God's power is always manifested through His Purpose. kuasa Tuhan melalui Church, how are we processing the COVID-19 crisis? Do we pray with an eternal perspective or a temporal perspective? Ask God, what is His eternal purpose in all this that is happening right now? Ask God, God, what is your, your purpose in all this? Effort? You know, sometimes we feel that God was silenced when we face the test. Don't you think so? You pray, you ask God, God, please show up, God. Today. And you felt that like, God, you're not speaking to me. God, you're silenced. And I'm going through a test now. I'm going through the uh, you know? But you know what, the truth is this. Isn't it the teacher Always silent during the test. When you are in a school, Masa kamu ujian, Cikgu selamanya DM Isn't it true? The teacher always silenced during the test. But I have a good news for you, church. Is that this test of life that we go through is not a test without the teacher. but The test is an open book test. It's an open book test. This, This is our guide, our answer. It's an open book test. All the answers is there for the exam, for the test that we're going through. So you see, what does it mean to have an eternal perspective? Live by faith, not by sight. And where does our faith come from? Our our faith comes from hearing the word of God. This is our faith. Our faith comes from from hearing uh, the word of God. You know, so number one, how do we have an eternal perspective? We've got to live by faith, not by sight. Uh, you have an eternal perspective, right? And number two is we need to purpose to live for Christ. Purpose to live for Christ. Pertujuan hidup untuk Christus. How do you live eternity now? Purpose to live for Christ. 2 Korintus 5 ayat 13 hingga 15. Paul says this, all right, verse 13. If we are out of our mind, has some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all die. Ayat 15, and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. What motivated Apostle Paul as he go on writing on the, the letter to the Corinthians in the text that we're reading, he, what he's trying to tell the us, including the church in Corinthians, is this, that what motivated him to live for Christ's church is that it is a love of Christ that compels him. Kasih Kristus yang menguasai dia, The word compel, or menguasai in is the word sinetral which means to hold completely untuk memegang secara keseluruhan uh, hold completely the idea is that Christ's love completely controls Paul so that he has no option left but to live for him you know, Christ kasih Kristus mendukung, memegang Secara keseluruhan controls Paul completely sehingga dia tidak pilih lain. hanya hidup untuk Kristus saja. And when that happens, when Christ's love holds you, church, you know what? You you will never be able to be shaken by anything. Nothing can shake you. When Christ is the one that holds your life, when His love is the one that holds your life, nothing, absolutely nothing can shake you. And that's what that that means. That's so why Paul says in Galatians two twenty. Galatia dua ayat He says, "I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. Read that. Who loved me and gave Himself for me. Hidup oleh iman dalam anak Allah yang telah mengasihi aku dan menyerahkan dirinya untuk aku." What point is saying that, while well, this life, this body I'm living now, I don't, is no longer my life here, but Christ's life, he the Christ, he aku, and I live by faith, remember? By faith, not by sight, in who? The Son of God, Jesus. Why we can do that? Because He has loved us, and He has gave Himself for us on the cross of, 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 of Christ, and that is why His love compels us Hold us completely to live for Him. Church, have you ever experienced the love of Christ? Seriously. Have you ever received His grace, forgiveness and salvation? Pernahkah kamu mengalami kasih karunia Tuhan? Pengampunan dosa. Keselamatan dari Tuhan. Receive eternal life from Him. Encounter the cross. Pernahkah kamu mengalami kuasa salib dalam hidup kamu? Have you tasted the goodness of God in Christ Jesus? If you say, yes, Pastor, yes, yes, then you got to be like Paul. Live for him. Purpose to live for him. You know, I am so indebted to Christ that I can't help it. I got to live for him. I got to serve him. One of the, my favorite missionary, uh, most of you know, I, I really like this man of God. His name is Hassan Taylor. Uh, lah yang dikatakan membuka pintu uh, bagi Injil masuk ke dalam negara China. Hassan Taylor, he started a mission agency called China Inland Mission, uh, which he founded and eventually becomes an OMF, Oasis Mission Fellowship. Uh, when he recruit people uh, to be trained to be missionaries the utus pergi ke ladang mission he will usually interview them and he will check their motives the purpose of the interview is to check what what is their motive of going overseas missions um, so during one of his interviews uh, he asked a few of those uh, people who came for the interview and he he asked this question he said why do you wish to go as a foreign missionary. What, what do you like to, you want to go to a foreign country as a missionary? So that's a question he asked. And while many people answer, is said, because Christ has commanded us to go preach the gospel to, to the whole world, to the all the nations, Tuhan telah memperintahkan kita pergilah dan bangsa muridku. And then some will say that I want to go because millions are perishing without Christ. But ribu-ribu, Mereka uh, binasa tanpa Kristus. Itu sebab saya mau pergi. So, wow, their motivation is fantastic. But then, Hassan Taylor replied them this very powerful phrase. He said, All of these motives, however good, bagus semua motif ini, will fail you in times of testing hardships and possible death. Semua motif ini akan menggagalkan ke masa kamu uh, menghadapi cobaan kesusahan kemungkinan juga kematian but there is one motif that will sustain you ada satu saja motif yang akan memelihara kamu sustain you apabila kamu menghadapi trial percobaan dan testing and that motif is the love of Christ the motif is the love of Christ what keeps you going the love of Christ what helps you to face the hardship Challenges, I don't know that you're going through. It's the love of Christ. If it's not because of the love of Christ, church, well, I have probably would have quit a long time ago. You know, many reasons. There are many reasons for me to quit. But all I need is just one good reason. That itself is enough for me to keep on going. And that is the love of Christ. You know, we are able to live for Christ simply because His love compels us. And my question for you today, are you compelled? Are you compelled by His love, by God's love, by Christ's love, to live for Him? Adakah hidupmu dikuasai oleh kasih Kristus supaya, saudaraku, anda dapat hidup untuk dia? And that's most important. Hidup kita mesti dikuasai oleh kasih Kristus barulah motif kita itu motif yang suci yang benar yang ada kekuatan untuk kita hidup bagi Kristus so how do we live eternity now bagaimana kita boleh hidup kehidupan kekal masa sekarang first of all you gotta have an eternal perspective perspective yang kekal yang kedua you gotta purpose to live for Christ bertujuan hidup untuk Kristus when you have that kind of a motivation you can live eternity now and the last one the third one would be fear god period takut akan Allah nokta full stop why because a lot of people say i fear god but no but don't give yourself a but don't say i, I fear god but no just say, I fear God. Full stop. That's it. Our life is all about fearing God. Look at what he said. Paul says in, in verse uh, 11. Okay, continue on this now. We finish verse 10. Now I'm going to go first. Like, what do He say? He says, since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. Kami tahu apa artinya takut akan Tuhan. Kerana kami berusaha meyakinkan orang. We try to persuade others. We know what does it mean to fear God. So all of a sudden, he talks about fearing God. The question is, why do you fear God? The first word he says, since then, maksudnya, there's a continuation from the verse before. Ayat sebelumnya itu memberi kita sebab utama kenapa Paulus takut akan Allah. Why do you fear God? Verse ten tells us this: For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Sebab kita semua harus menghadap takhta pengadilan Kristus, so that each of us may receive what is due. Us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad, wow! So that each of us may receive what is due to us for the things done while in the body, while we are still living in this temporal, whether good things or bad things that we have done, wow! One day we will have to face the judgment seat of Christ. So to hari nanti semua kita akan menghadap takhta pengadilan Allah Kristus uh, dan setiap orang kita. Haruslah bagi satu accountability. The fear that Paul is talking about is the thought, the thought, the pemikiran dia tu of standing before the judgment seat of Christ, takta pengadilan Kristus, the day when it will come, and having his whole life, seluruh hidup dia, projected like a movie, macam satu film. He can watch his whole life playing before his eyes. Right? And why for Paul, he must live eternity now. Kenapa kita harus itu kehidupan kekal? Well, that means you have that perspective of that that eternity, that the day when you're going to watch your own life being played before your eyes, your movie, that will be determined by how we live today. It's like a movie. You know, when you go and watch a movie, you'll be very disappointed if you watch a movie. to satu bayang-yang, bayar itu tiket, you come out, ayah, not nice. You'll be very disappointed. Waste your money, right? So the question is that when you're going to watch your movie, when God is going to watch your movie, when everybody else is going to watch your movie, when, when Jesus is going to watch your movie, He already paid His ticket, which is the cross. He paid His ticket. He's going to watch the movie of your life and my life. But so Alanya, is, is it worth that price or not that He paid? Does it worth it or is it Waste of money, Ways of that life. You know Oswald Ch- Chambers, one of the servant of God, which hamba Tuhan yang saya sangat hormati. I don't know him, but because he's the early twentieth century, awal dua puluh tahun, ah dua tahun dua puluh twentieth century dua uh, abad, ah dua puluh abad, right? So Scottish Baptist evangelist and teacher. Uh, and most of us know him by his devotional book, My Utmost for His Highest. He has this to say, which is very brief. He says, "When you fear God, takut Tuhan, you fear nothing else. Tiada yang lain kita akan takut. Not even death, kematian, maupun not even pain and suffering, kesengsaraan, kesusahan, kepahitan. No." Whereas, if you do not fear God, sebaliknya kalau kita takut akan Allah, you fear everything else. Kita takut akan segala-galanya. Beautiful. Let me read that again. When you fear God, you fear nothing else. Not even death and pain and sufferings. Whereas, if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. You know, if I may sum it up with this phrase, what does it mean to fear God? To fear God is to let God be God. To fear God is to let God be God in all our circumstances. Takut akan Allah adalah biarlah Allah itu menjadi Allah di dalam segala sesuatu situasi dalam hidup kita. Let God be God. To fear God is to let God be God in all our circumstances. Let me finish this. Beautiful story and uh, which I love a lot. Uh, some time ago, at ada kongsikan pasal Lima Muhammad Tuhan ini by the name of uh, Roger, Pete, Jim, Nate, and Ed McCallie. These five young men, uh, good friends, young missionaries uh, in 1955. Uh, some of them with uh, young children as well. Ada anak yang kecil. They had a call from God's panggilan Tuhan to reach out to a tribe called the uh, Alka Indians in this place called Okedo. is an rich people group. And uh, suku Alka Indians ah, they are violent murderers ah. yang sangat kejam. And not many girls are uh, left because mereka sacrifice mengorbankan uh, baby girls anak perempuan kecil. And at that time, at that time, during that time, they were Say uh, people were saying that they are probably one of the worst people on earth. Uh yang golongan manusia yang paling teruk dalam dunia ini masa itu. So I, I shared with you the story before, you know, where uh, for all five of them in uh, 1956 uh, January they got speared uh, by to death by these Alka Indians. mereka the uh, the lembing, alright? Uh, all died, all five of them, and. So later, Jim Elliot's wife, Elizabeth, and Nate Sain's sister, uh, Rachel, they went in to reach out to the Uh, outcasts. By the way, later on, they become Walrani. That's the name of the tribe. Outcasts changed to Walrani. And uh, the tribe uh, was saved. Uh, Praise the Lord. And I share with you the story of uh, Nate Sain's son, Anat Nate Sain, which is Steve Sain. I shared the video with you before. All right. If you have missed it, you go back Ask your life group be there for the sermon, but to to this morning, I want to share with you the story of uh, Jim Elliot's wife, uh, Elizabeth Elliot. Uh, I want to share something that she shared uh, about the death of these five men, the her perspective uh, in her epilogue uh, in 1996. She uh, the her epilogue of a book called through the gates of splendor uh, it's a, a the record of the death of the five missionaries so she wrote down she penned down this epilogue she said we know that time and again in the history of the christian church the blood of martyrs has been seed. we are tempted to assume a simple equation here five men died this will mean X number of Guarani Christians. Perhaps so, perhaps not. God is God. I dethrone Him in my heart if I demand that He act in ways that satisfy my idea of justice. It is the same spirit taunted. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. This is what the Roman soldiers taunted uh, Jesus. If you are the Son of God, come down. It's like a challenge. You're a Son of God, right? You come down from the cross. Save yourself, you know? Same spirit, you know? I dethrone Him in my heart. Can I read that again? I dethrone Him in my heart if I demand that He act in ways that satisfy my idea of justice. Same spirit. Sama juga yang cakap begitu. Taunted, if you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. And what she said, there is unbelief in those statements, right? There is unbelief. There is even rebellion in the attitude that says God has no right to do this to five men unless. You know what it means? It means when we say things like that god you have no right to do this to that five men who give their life sacrifice for you to serve people here and there to reach the unreached people unless if you do something unless if you do, No when you say things like that there's unbelief elizabeth said, there is even rebellion in that in that kind of attitude so what, what was the main theme of elizabeth uh, ellie's heart what was the main theme? The main theme basically is trust God when we do not understand Him. We don't understand Him. Trust God. And what does it mean? It means let God be God. To fear Him is to trust Him. To trust Him is to fear Him. And that means you let God be God. As a result, we will find rest. As a result, we will be able to learn to see things from the eternal perspective and learn to live eternity today. As a result, that kind of a rest, like what Elizabeth Elliot said, a rest not based on circumstances. That means it is not the circumstances that around you, that defines whether you have rest in you. No, it is when you learn to live eternity now, today. You will find that rest in the Lord. Life is short. Live eternity now. Are you struggling with uncertainties in your life? situasi kamu yang tidak ada kepastian, keyakinan. Maybe you can't see light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe you are praying for a miracle and you can't there's God not answering what? Maybe you can see that God is not powerless, but just that His power is manifested through His eternal purpose. And let's not look at heaven as just a destination, but heaven is also a motivation for us to live eternity now. So can I challenge you today? Let's switch our lenses. Let's learn to see things with an eternal perspective and whatever you're going through. Uh, Learn to purpose your life to live for Christ. When Christ's love that compels us, this love that can sustain us, His love, Christ's love that compels us, that sustains us through. You need that love. I want to pray for you that that love of Christ will compel you menguasai kamu completely hold you. And lastly, if today you don't know what is fearing God, can I challenge you? Fear God. Because if you fear God, you fear nothing else. Not even pain, not even suffering, not even tribulations, not even trials, not even death. If you fear God, you will fear nothing else. But if you don't fear God, you fear everything else. Fear God. Trust Him when you don't even understand. So, let me pray for you you fall under one of these categories, maybe perhaps God today is calling you. He wants to respond this morning. Before we pray, I want you to just worship the Lord with this song. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Very simple. It's beautiful. And I want you to spend that two minutes, worship God with this song for a moment. Our worship team will lead us. And then I will pray for you. Father God, I want to thank you for this morning that you have spoken to us through your living word. FirmanMu yang hidup telah berbicara dengan kami secara pribadi bagi Tuhan kami ucap syukur dan kami percaya Engkau telah jemaah hati kami melalui FirmanMu. And faith has increased by the hearing of your word. And this morning, God, we're going to come before you and surrender our struggles, pergumulan kami, Tuhan. Lord. We acknowledge that we have been distracted by many things around us, by the things that are temporary. But this morning God, teach us, help me, help us. Help your people who are responding to you, wherever they are right now, in their own rooms, to switch their perspective now, to have to see things from an eternal uh, perspective, that they may live eternity now that they learn to live by faith and not by sight. And they will not be, uh, Lord, pulled down by the circumstances, but they will find rest not based on the circumstances, but they will find rest based on the cross of Jesus Christ. And I pray that they will purpose to live for you. Biarlah yang menguasai hidup mereka, Tuhan. Let your love that compels them also your love that will sustain them. Whatever they are going through now, Lord, I pray they will not turn away from you, but they will set their heart, their eyes, purpose to live for you. And I pray, God, that how do we overcome even that we have learned from Paul, of the uncertainties of the temporary things in our lives that are happening around us, is to fear God. And I pray that you put in the hearts of your people who are listening to this right now, uh, Lord, let them have a heart that fear God. That they will learn to let God be God they will learn to trust God even though they don't understand and more importantly Lord that how they respond to life circumstances today when they have the eternal perspective they know that they will come they will see their life story being played back as a movie before their very eyes and so I believe from that Lord they will understand what this means to live a life that fears God. Tuhan, anakmu Biarlah kasih membimbing mereka. I want to pray whatever they are going through, even in your family right now. Some of you are going through certain things, your family. Maybe they need this sermon, church. Share with them. Share with them. Because it is this anxiety, this fear that will destroy you. And I want to share with you. You learn to see things from the eternal perspective your life will be different Lord we thank you may your blessings continue to be with us and I want to speak life and the love of Christ and the blessing of Christ over your life Church and may you have the Shalom of God even wherever you are and the presence and the power of god will be so real wherever you are god bless you church and we pray all this in jesus name we pray amen god bless you thank you for joining us today and let's finish off with this song and hope to see you again on good friday and our easter sunday service. god bless you
1: for tuning in to live podcast we hope that you will
0: be challenged by this message and you will share it with your friends family member and co-worker we hope you have a great day God bless you